0: This podcast contains honest and frank opinions and banter from your favourite Scottish podcasters, so listen with caution. Hi guys and welcome back to another fun episode of Black Scott Pod with your host Susie
1: and your other host Shirley.
0: Yes, and today we've got a very special guest on. We've got Athea, Adam. How, how are you?
2: I'm grand, ladies. I'm grand. I'm really happy we managed to navigate all the technical difficulties. And, and here we are. Here we are. But yes,
0: tell us a little bit about
2: yourselves. So let the people get to know you. Uh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, so I am a journalist and broadcaster, grew up in Glasgow, uh, moved to London to go to university, um, studied journalism at City University, and then just kind of stayed here, um, just did loads of jobs. I used to work on T4 and Potworld, I think that's slightly before your time. That's T4? Okay. T4. Are you
1: T4 yeah. was my life, dude, no way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that it's not I don't feel so old <laughs> now, it. thank goodness. I actually um, love that. Yeah, it was super fun. So, I used to work on those shows and worked on things like 60 Minute Makeover and lots of stuff like that. And um, before I started working in magazines, so I for Black Hair Magazine, um, which is a mm-hmm. hair title, hair and beauty title for Black women. Um, and when I joined the staff there they didn't they've never had a black female member of staff on the editorial team on a magazine aimed at black women that had been going for like 13 years or something make Mm -hmm. that make sense um so I started working there sorry yeah so Mm -hmm.
0: so... (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah I know no me too Yeah, (laughs) yeah me too so it was a a black hair care magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Uh, yep.
2: <laughs> yep. Four. Yep. Four black women. Yep. That okay. never had a black woman on the editorial staff. Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. what? Because what can you say to that apart from that, that? Right. Right. I mean, How I would did say they justify make it, make it. I guess they could not. They couldn't. Um, they couldn't really, and I and I guess I'm not saying that I was a diversity hire, but mm-hmm. good God, if As they ever needed a diversity hire, it was me. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was me. It's me. Here I am. <laughs> they say, guys, we've outdone
0: ourselves this time. Um, yeah, actually, we've we've met the quota. But that that actually go. that's like i said it's just really um just left me a bit speechless because again like yeah. I, I can't figure out how you know they've been publishing issues mm-hmm. and the people have been writing in presumably you know
2: they have yeah and they would oh. they would write about things like um so we'd have adverts in the back for skin bleaching and stuff ooh, and would, ooh, and yeah it was ooh, mad. and the editor ooh, Jane wonderful yes. woman it was actually mm-hmm. very knowledgeable mm-hmm. um but actually I, I mean it just doesn't make sense that to me when I joined and I knew other black female journalists not a lot mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. but I knew other black female writers and beauty writers and hair writers and I was like I mean why have you never employed anyone it doesn't it's bizarre yeah. right it's yeah like it then. is it is really um, bizarre. I actually. never n- never really quite understood how that happened but um yeah it was great being there it was an amazing experience and I was the editor after a year because my editor went on maternity leave mm-hmm. and um they were like well you know you should probably be the editor and I was like Okay. Yes, I should. <laughs> yeah, I should <laughs> be honest. I, should. I really should. <laughs> How about here's something revolutionary: mm-hmm. have a black woman mm-hmm. edit a magazine aimed at wait for it black mm-hmm. woman Let's try it. That's that's I delimitive. Just delimitive. About that that's groundbreaking. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't have thought about it. Hold on a minute. Yes, I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I love I love working there. I mean, beauty journalism is a lot nicer. People are a lot kinder than fashion journalism. I said it out and I'll say it again. Yeah, um, just, what's the difference, I guess, for, for those of I us that are
0: very uneducated about this?
2: <laughs> in beauty <laughs> journalism and hair mm. journalism, people just tend to be nicer. In fashion journalism, people tend to be a bit up their own backside a wee bit, oh. and a bit pretentious. There's a mm-hmm. bit of like okay. an air of importance, of self-importance. Mm. And beauty journals are just a bit nicer, a bit more fun. Take themselves a bit less seriously, to be mm. honest. Um, and the beauty industry is just—it's a really nice place to be. This definitely more black women in there now than there used to be um but back then you know I was one of the only ones and met lots of other people Mm -hmm. um when I was in the industry people at Pride Magazine I eventually went to work for Pride Magazine uh people like um Erica Matthews who's a stylist and an influencer now you know people like that who were in the industry then um, and who've kind of stayed in beauty but the beauty spaces like I said just just less pretentious than the fashion space. I think beauty journalists just don't have the time and energy to take themselves as seriously as some fashion journalists do. I'm happy for them though. I really (laughs) am. But that's, that's quite
0: interesting. So, I mean, when you left Scotland, just to dial it back, did you know what you wanted to do? Like, did you leave specifically because you saw the opportunities, you know, down South or like what sort of, what, spurred
2: that on for you well i went to university um and at that time and i think still actually the best journalism course in the country was at city um and uh-huh. they do the city journalism school is quite famous um for the undergrads it's one of the only undergrads um around and they also you know do excellent masters as well mm-hmm. so for me it was the opportunity to study at the best school for, for what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um and then I guess because of the industry that I was in the jobs just seemed to be there so I stayed there you know And you got you get another job you know when, you, when you're a freelancer you get another job then another one mm-hmm. and extending contracts and everything and so it just ended up that London was the place to be for for the industry, um, mm. and now I think there's much more of a of a media industry, quote unquote, in Scotland outside of your usual your BBCs, your stvs and things like that. And um, but at that time, and especially being a black female journalist, right? Yeah, Thank it was definitely mm-hmm. much much easier, and still difficult, but much easier to get work in London. Yeah, sense,
0: yeah. I mean, like, okay, so let's sort of um like come all the way back I guess to the beginning um, <laughs> I know <laughs> not revolutionally but just <laughs> what like so were you born in Scotland or um yes, yes. and guess. so I was, what was that like
2: born, I was born in Glasgow I think in the Queen Mother's Hospital Queen something Hospital mm-hmm. with a queen in the title. Oh, <laughs> good. We're in the other um, city. <laughs> <laughs> um. So born in Glasgow in 1981. Um. And yeah, had a lovely childhood in Glasgow, and I think pe- people often ask me, like, "Oh, what was it like being the only black girl for like a hundred miles?" Mm-hmm. Um. But it was all I knew, right? So it wasn't. It. I didn't grow up thinking this is different, this is a different experience than what I should be having because it was the only experience I was having.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does.
2: I mean, I just, you know, had I loved school, went to a great school, um, you know, had great friends at school. My parents were fabulous and involved, wonderful and very supportive. Um, There was only maybe one incidence of, I would say, uh, racism leveled at me that I can remember. But like I said, Mm. you know, a perfectly normal, happy childhood growing up experience, really, yeah. Yeah, Um, I
0: can totally resonate with that, actually, because I mean, like, when we, well, when I moved here, I can't speak for sure, (laughs) when I moved here, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd had that experience of being, you know, a majority and of of like a population and not knowing anything's different if that makes sense. Mm, mm. And I came here and although I said something was different, um in a way things kind of stayed the same because like I didn't really have well for me I didn't really at that point have anybody else to talk to someone else and be like, is this weird? Yeah -hmm. yeah. Yeah. -hmm, Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of had to take it on the chin and just say, well this is the experience. And it's only now sort of
2: as an adult looking back and I go, what? (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I think for me when I realized that things were perhaps a bit different was trying to figure out hair and makeup and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I think that for me was the real like oh okay so there's one hairdresser in Glasgow that can do my hair and he will burn my scalp
1: no
2: um or you know it's not as easy to get foundation and you know what makeup looks can I try and things like that mm. I think that for me was the thing um, that really stood out and the thing that I can remember most and we used to subscribe to Pride magazine actually um oh, yeah. before I worked there and that was a way to see you know what the trends were and things like that mm. um but yeah I think that was the, the thing for me that I was really like okay this is a thing yeah this is why yeah. I'm quote-unquote different and yeah.
0: when you sort of had that realization did you ever like how did it make you feel I guess
2: I guess yeah different in a way but and and a little bit like uh, maybe a, a little bit othered but I think I had such great friends and such a tight-knit group of girls mm-hmm. that we were and we were all a bit different like we all thought we were goth and we all thought we, were, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, them we no way. were you know I was them I was one yeah. of those ones that got don't like, worry you there. are
1: in great I company. do have to ask I actually do have to ask since now you've de- like you've declared that you went through there can I ask yeah. did you ever like torture your hair by any chance just trying oh, yeah. to get those licks uh,
2: because I feel that <laughs> yeah I think we've all done it right bleached my hair my mom was like um uh, but why what is this what is happening here you know cut it did everything to it the straightening um, with the bangs oh the straightening the hot combing oh my god <laughs> then the tonguing and the burning the singeing it feels like mm-hmm. if my hair doesn't singe once a day yeah. um, mm-hmm. am i even real like no. am i even doing my hair it doesn't count um,
0: until you've got you
2: know that you know the the straighteners and
0: the lips of the straighteners are touching your scalp and you're just yeah. trying Ooh. to get that last
1: Ooh.
0: hair <laughs> yeah
2: but for oh. real we're just trying but to get the baby hairs them. to straighten, but they just won't. Well, they won't because my hair is 4 <laughs> And imagine. the straighteners are not going to work. <laughs> so, you know, let's waste our time. Um, all of that, all of that, and all the experimenting and everything. And I think when I moved to London is really when I really definitely came into my own with hair and beauty and even fashion in a way, definitely. Yeah. You kind of. Figure yourself out, I and mean, when you've got more options, right? When yes. you know, mm-hmm. every other hairdresser you can go into, or in my area in Hackney, like everybody hairdresser you can go into, you can find someone that can do your hair, like it's a real revelation. And also, being able to access lots of different styles from braids to wigs to and everything in between, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. a real thing, isn't it? I have to say I'm completely
0: jealous me too Um, I mean (laughs) we're we're getting there we're getting there I'm
1: dumbfounded I mean mm,
0: yeah well no but Mm. see I think we're starting to we're starting to get there because of you know social media you're now Mm. starting to see what's going on like what's happening down south you now have to look at your hairdresser and be like so what are you doing
2: (laughs) yeah how are we going to make how are we going to manifest this on my head yeah
0: (laughs) so mm. are you not seeing no, the styles no. like that are going on but back in the day it was kind of like well you get what you get like you said you get that, that, that. Is it.
1: dude when i tell you the horror stories of you get what you get hey like, it's a real thing this one time my hairdresser to be honest with you the hairstyle was nice but she decided to curl it afterwards oh. and Holy i was God.
2: like it didn't just
1: it this wasn't. is the one
2: is that when the hairdresser tries to get creative listen Charlie, <laughs> <I>, no point <laughs> At absolutely no point did I permit you to, the hair's done, you're about to leave the chair. Mm -hmm. Charlene gets out some straighteners or some rollers. Hold on. Yeah. For me, it was my sister. mm -mm. It was not in the
0: chair when you're going through, was it Essence and all of Black Magazines and stuff? Mm -hmm. And you're flipping Mm -hmm. through, trying to find the exact look that (laughs) you're going to get, right? You've Mm -hmm. got the look. She's asked you, what do you want? And you you present her. She says, okay, I got you. And then she starts freestyle.
2: She doesn't have you. She absolutely (laughs) does not have you. She does not have you. It's like that. Those memes that you see on social media, like what I asked for versus what I got. (laughs) What I got, yeah. You know what I mean? And what I got is basically me with a bag on my head because Charlene mess with my hair
0: how dare you unbelievable
1: no sometimes hairdressers are just rude honestly but do you
0: think (laughs) that's changed though because I mean there's loads more young people getting in the hair game and stuff now with Instagram and all that stuff and you probably have like a lot of like Instagram hair influencers um down there in London so do you think it's gotten any better or do you think there's just like loads more people do you know
2: what I think there is like lots there's there's definitely so many more people that are self-teaching as well which can be good and bad Mm -hmm. like because you know you have access to youtube and so many people putting videos on there and showing you how to do crochets and do this and do that and the other thing and I think that's great and there's Mm -hmm. definitely a space for people who are Mm self-taught and and people who don't don't necessarily have a qualification definitely but I think there's also space for people that do right I think it depends on what you're going to attempt to do with your hair, if you're braiding, if you're doing crochets and stuff, and stuff like that, and you're self-taught, um, and, you know, you can find someone off Instagram to put your braids in your hair. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about chemical services, oh, no. then, uh-uh. then I start to feel a bit like if I'd prefer that you, you know, didn't just figure out how to do this yesterday. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think, yeah, there's definitely... It's definitely opened up the possibilities with our hair because of social media and because people um, can learn to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means that, you know, if you can seek someone out on Instagram, and I've done it lots of times, my friends have done it as well. If you can seek someone out who's great at doing hair and they're local, then why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. True. And that's how Just they grow their clientele. Exactly. Just don't let them put a perm on your hair, I Oof! <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do it.
0: No, that's mm. so true. So, do you do you reckon? Like, see, um, when white people kind of have their hair drama and stuff, do they ever have to really kind of contend with that in their head? That you ha- kind of have to have those different like thresholds where you're like, mm, if I go into my community and I want to get a haircut, like I'm not looking for a chemical <laughs> interaction, like kind of, that kind of stuff. Do, is, does mm. that thought that thought process does probably doesn't even enter into that equation. No. Yeah,
2: probably not, right? I think people have they do they probably do have to be careful. Like, if you are gonna sit down and let someone put chemicals on your hair, good mm-hmm. gosh, you better know them where their hands have been, exactly. where their hands are. Go- do you know what I mean? Like, I need real- to see those certificates, hun. Hey, That's very sure. Actually, there's a there's a real thing of me. I'm scared very easily. You know, I've had bad experiences with relaxer, like relaxer burn. Those uh those burns that you get in the back of your head. Oh god, I don't uh, miss it at all. uh, You
0: know?
2: And but let's not have someone unqualified burn up your scalpel, if they're qualified, you can see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I think we had this combo, but I don't know if it was last week or not, surely, but Mm. where we were discussing when you were younger and you were getting that perm, but like, you know what the hairdresser asked you to tell to tell her when it was starting to burn? And for some reason, your you're just letting it mind, go. Yeah. In your childlike <sighs> mind, you're like, I see this as a challenge. <laughs> like, you right? get to a point where right? you're sweating, you
1: need to pee, and it's just, it just hurts. <laughs> you exactly.
2: want to cry, and, and then tears start yeah. running
1: down your eyes, and then they're looking at you like, Yeah.
2: And your your whole scalp is on fire, and you're like, no, 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 no. let me let it burn more so my hair can be straighter. Yeah, Yeah. kind of guys, nonsense, Absolutely nonsensical nonsense. nonsense. Yes, yeah. And then you Uh, go to school,
1: and then the kids ask you why your hair looks like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah What what, what oh, are those that. big burn marks in the back of your head? That's burns, Kevin. was <laughs> your leg bleeding? Like oh, wow. exactly right. no, because I burned myself. <laughs> what is your next question? It's the
0: standard <laughs> of beauty right now. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so maybe did. that takes us into sort of school and and all that stuff. You say that you've had like you know quite a good like relationship with your friends, and they're obviously there. To help yeah. you. Yeah. So coming into London, did you? Well, maybe I have to kind of think about it. Like in the way that I've um grown up, I kind of grew up not having a lot of black friends, apart from Shirley, mm. who I then found. Late. Well, <laughs> I found Shirley later on, but she was always there. It's one of those. <laughs> Basically, Susie's trying to say she didn't want to hang out with me
1: because I was a child. It's, yeah. It's, um, yeah. Right yeah the threshold. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> i wasn't,
0: wasn't willing to listen to whatever drama her 13 year old self was coming up with oh, um <laughs> um but when i started getting a little bit older i was like really craving those relationships with other black women and mm. other black people and stuff so when you left to go london you know were you did you have that in mind did you want to look for those
2: relationships or did they find you or what was that like It's a really interesting question. And actually, I didn't really think about it until you said just now, growing up, you didn't have any black friends. I didn't have any, Mm -hmm. just that that weren't like in my family or in my, my, Mm -hmm. my, my circle, essentially. So I didn't have any black friends until I moved to London. But I remember my first year of uni, I was quite homesick. Um, and I just, like, really missed my mom and dad because they're awesome. Um, and I guess then is when I really thought to myself, I need to try and find friends in a friendship group who are like me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and was like me Scottish or was like me um, black and female. I'm not really sure, but I remember that being very, like, really, really thinking about it. I need to, f- like, make a really good group of friends if I'm mm-hmm. going to survive this mm. if I'm going to stay here if I'm going to continue mm-hmm. university because I it was very homesick um and yeah I think I did sort of make a conscious effort to seek out black women and and, and make black girlfriends and I, and I did yeah and I think it it, it, it is almost transformative isn't it I mean yeah. when I think even of my of my birthday party last night um of all the you know, of all the amazing women in the room of all the amazing black women in the room and we're I mean, quite a mix of people there and about a lot of my friends are black women and when I think of them all and you know all the contributions they've made to my life and I've made to their lives it's really transformative those female friendships mm-hmm. are very very powerful aren't they mm-hmm. you know,
0: I mean you know I don't know about you but even just sort of even though we've had our technical difficulties and stuff you kind of get on that call and you hear that accent and you say I know like, Peace, I, I, right? like Peace you feel it. like yeah. right at home like you get it but that's just like the the black Scottish like act, um yeah. side of that but just when you meet other black people in the UK at the same time you kind of have that understanding of like right yeah, yeah we're here together yeah <laughs> kind
1: of thing definitely.
2: yeah so I, was, I was actually
1: saying this to Susie like when we were having our technical difficulties I was like <laughs> She had a really lovely voice. Is that weird? Yeah, for oh, me just, like, like yes.
0: <laughs> is it a weird thing for me to even notice? It was just some
1: form of like reassurance. Yes, that. Like, yeah, we've got this. We've got
0: it. <laughs> you do have a very reassuring voice, and it's very nice. It's very comforting. Thanks. <laughs> I can I can read you
2: to sleep if you want. CDB's can you please narrate that. a book, please? Oh, I'd be. I you know I'd be so good though. I think I would because I do like all the voices. Yeah, get really yeah. into it um the, my, Na, Naima my daughter she has this book called Jack in the Flum Flum Tree and it's mm-hmm. by um oh the lady that wrote the Gruffalo oh mm. i remember in a minute is yeah. it um Jacqueline okay I remember, I remember in a minute um <laughs> and I had I think it was um is it David Tennant I heard read it Mm-hmm. I like, oh my
1: god he read it excellently i'm sorry yes, yes Gillian <laughs> donaldson <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: that's mm-hmm. it so she wrote this mm-hmm. book called jack and the Fum Flum tree um and i love that book and i was all, always thought to myself if there was ever a book that i was going to do the audio of it has to be this because it's just mm-hmm. such a good story and like all the rhyming is so cute and you get to see flum-flum like a, a million times no.
0: <laughs> okay, so no spoilers, please. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll just,
2: we'll get I there. mean, read it, guys, because it, it, it's a classic. I took
0: the opportunity to
1: listen to David Tennant do a couple of readings. So. Yes, <clears>
2: surely. Love.
0: <throat> who, is who isn't? <laughs> who isn't? I love oh, but her. like, who isn't? Seriously, for real. Though exactly. so he has a lovely voice. It's true. <laughs> um maybe that takes us into like um the workplace so when so you had that job um and so like yeah the workplace how have you found your your journey have you ever found that you know you've got the like the, the filter of being black you've got the filter of being a woman and do you ever mm-hmm. find the filter of being scottish
2: there in the workplace well i do um and but that's only been a more recent thing and that's because i've been working with a lot more scottish broadcasters so BBC scotland and, and stv um and i love that like i'm using that filter of being scottish and work and knowing about mm-hmm. scottish politics and just quite frankly having the accent right yeah and and, and so and so they want you on tv to talk mm-hmm. about whatever the issues are and i actually mm-hmm. really love that i really love that um And it's only really been a recent thing, but yeah, properly, thoroughly enjoying that. Um, But beforehand, I think I was sort of just a black journalist with a Scottish accent Mm -hmm. um, and wasn't necessarily, you know, considered for BBC and stuff like that because it was down here. But then I think COVID actually played a really important part in production teams looking beyond the usual people that they would use because if everybody's going to be on video like down the line on Skype or Zoom or whatever they don't have to be in Glasgow they could be absolutely everywhere Yeah. Um. and so it really opened up opportunities and I have to say I'm not just paying lip service but Scottish production teams are always the nicest and most fun to work with
0: yeah I have to say there's something absolutely reassuring I don't know is it the accent I've heard you know from outsiders people that are not you know from the UK that the Scottish accent is very aggressive but well, like as somebody who's like from there
2: it's one of the most reassuring ones because you know where you stand I, I totally agree with you that. I don't mm. think the Scottish accent is aggressive at all I, th- I just think it's so musical and yeah. so like little funny I, it, I, actually, it actually is I,
1: love I think it. another thing about Scottish people is that like I don't know what it is I think there is something in the air generally but when people say that, oh, like Scottish people aren't friendly, I'm like, dude, like, have you been? What? Have you said? No,
2: said? No, I've only ever had the opposite of only that Scottish people aren't friendly. That's, that's yeah, me. I've literally, like, Scottish so many people, people are the friendliest. Do you know what I mean? The- that's mental. Whoever yeah. said no, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not. I was like, not, I'm not accepting I have seen
0: many that. a stereotype online about like Scottish people and stuff. And it's, it's crazy because it's the complete opposite, actually. It really is. It's, you know, be like
2: Scottish people are the friendliest. Very. I remember, um, mm-hmm. I haven't, do you know, I haven't been to Edinburgh for literally years. I went this year for work to film something. And I think before then I hadn't been to Edinburgh for literally like I don't know, fifteen or twenty years or something. Wow. Um, so I know, it's mental, isn't it? Forgotten how pretty the city was and everything. A castle just... in the middle of a high I street. know, are you serious. <laughs> like, make it make sense. Because it <laughs> right. Doesn't. It Where else in the world? Um ex- exactly. Just, you know, House of Fraser Castle. Good. Um, <laughs> and we love to see it. But like I had this taxi driver who was driving me to the airport from the shoot. And of course he like told me his whole entire life story. And I was like, no worries, like that that wouldn't happen. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like that's how you know that you're home. Like in in London, if you talk to the taxi driver, he won't open the door and let you out. Just yes. (laughs) (laughs) About (laughs) talking to me. No, no, not gonna happen. Um, I remember texting my brother and I just said one thing about Scotty's taxi drivers, love a Mm -hmm. chat. Yes, love a chat, don't they? Absolutely. I've
1: once had like a mental health discussion on a taxi drive on the way to the airport. To be honest with you, wow,
2: it's it's an eye-opening
1: experience. Yeah, he was a very lovely man. He was a very very lovely man. <laughs> They're very forthcoming,
0: actually. They yeah. really do like to give you some really good life advice. Actually, I do, don't they? And you and find you
1: yourself know, opening it. up as well. I'm like, why yeah. am I telling you about my trauma? <laughs> exactly?
2: Why am I telling you about my period pain? I'm really not sure. <laughs> You know I mean? Petition for taxi driver counselors. I mean, that has oh to be it. Oh my, and my you to two destinations. That's, a new business. That's a new no business. That's no business. There you that go. It. I would. I would definitely get in the counseling counseling cab. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Look, cab. look at that counseling cab.
1: <laughs> I'm allowed
0: to be a.
2: If someone does not put
1: this idea forward, I don't. It has to be
0: own. an app. Right? It's an app riding service. Yeah. Would you like yeah. some counseling with this ride? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Leslie so 3 a.m. Like, pickups so from like outside George. Oh my God. Can you imagine?
2: <laughs> or when you're like doing the walk of shame instead of oh the walk God, of shame,
0: you're doing the and yes. cab of shame. Do you know what? Yeah. I have had to repurpose walk of shame t- into stride of pride. Come on, we have to reclaim like that. that. I like that. I like yes, that. I think it we'll needs more of, that. of pride Absolutely. You've got nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I'm saying so if, if, okay.
2: if that's how you wanna you wanna spin this, then I'm I'm here for it. Yes just let the if flashbacks that's what makes that make what happened. <laughs> if that's what makes you feel better, then we'll go with that.
0: Go with we'll yeah. go with it.
2: It's not 100 percent right, accurate, but
0: we are where we are. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, how did you find I guess the workplace like was it quite easy to assimilate into any challenges that you
2: faced I mean yeah it, gosh I don't even know it's been so long since I've been like in a workplace <laughs> no. not because
0: so I actually well,
2: job here's a <laughs> fun one actually what does your yeah.
0: day-to-day look like do you know
2: what like a lot of oh, us would get to experience love to know. what's your day to What does that look like my- and my partner was ribbing me about my day to day every yeah. day. He's just like he was saying earlier on. If I had your life every day, I'd just be exhausted the whole time. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm exhausted the whole time. I like, <laughs> mean, <I'm confused. laughs> you're, you're acting like I'm not exhausted the whole time. <laughs> um, so I'll tell, I'll give you tomorrow what okay. tomorrow will it look like. So um, tomorrow is not a typical one, but there's no such thing as a typical day. So I'll tell you tomorrow and Tuesday. Okay. Um, so my daughter's with her dad and. Um, Over the weekend, and then and she usually comes back on a Sunday. But I'm doing Jeremy Vine tomorrow morning, and it's a really early pickup call. It's the pickup. It's actually pickup is six thirty in the morning. I should have been asleep like two hours ago. Yeah, Um, thank you you for taking the time. Time. It's okay. Um, so I'll I'll be picked up so up at half five. Mm -hmm. Uh, picked up at half past six. It's not far from here, and there's no traffic at that time, so we'll get there in about twenty minutes makeup artists are back yay so we get full makeup which is great because were you doing your own makeup during lockdown yes yeah and it was I mean I learned a lot. <laughs> 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 Every five minutes. I was like, what's foundation? Again. Right. Yes. And that goes on the oh, Lord. goes on the face. Okay, great. Right. Just, yes. What are we doing with the the eyeshadow again?
0: Okay. <laughs> not too talk much talk to me about <laughs> eyebrows.
2: What are we doing <laughs> with those? Okay,
0: go
1: ahead. Like <laughs>
2: she was like, send me videos like, and this is the brush. <laughs> Apply it to you. I was like, no, it's not making sense. I'm gonna have to call you yeah um, yeah so, so makeup is back great and we'll start recording uh about half past eight and we finish about half past 10 at uh, 11 o'clock and then i'll be back home i'll get home for about yeah 11, 11 15 at twelve 15, i'm doing a keynote speech for compare the market for black history month mm-hmm. um mm. i'll be done that about 1 at 1 I have a call, um, I'm working on this project called Made in Ghana, which is a huge trade show that we're doing at, uh, uh, in London next year in March. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. We have, yeah, so we have, yes, we have a Teams call because I love Microsoft Teams so much um, with some people from the trade department at the, in the Ghanaian government, the Ministry of Trade, that's it, Ministry of Finance mm-hmm. and the British High Com- Com- Commissioner yes that's what they're called um, so <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah.
0: half past one okay. then I'm exhausted i'm, I'm be- tired i need a nap already uh, <laughs> do you know things? what i mean have you taken um, a nap yet
2: We <laughs> yeah, i'm napping while we speak. um i'll be napping in that team's call I said no whenever um <laughs> no video oh, please <laughs> exactly i literally told them video <laughs> then i'm gonna try and squeeze in getting my nails done may or may not happen let's see how that pans out uh then I'm going to pick up Nene from school at half past three. Mm-hmm. We are going to get COVID tests done because we're traveling on Wednesday. So we're going to have our Fit to Fly test done. Okay. Then we're popping into time. We're going for dinner at, at the Brasso of Selfridges, which is our favorite restaurant in London. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be away Ooh. for an extended period. So, so I found little... out
0: recently Selfridges does Biltong because I was there for a wee holiday yes. there. What?
2: It, yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah, they do a little
0: bit of both yes.
2: things. <laughs> I, I actually knew I don't know why I knew that, but I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I saw it and I
0: just I had to drag my partner back. I was like, sorry. What? The what? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> she saw me staring with these big eyes, like, <laughs> would you like some buildong. <laughs> yes, yes, please. Yes, I would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we'll pop into town for dinner, uh, and then back home. And then they will pop into bed. I will finish up doing some packing for my trip and then I'll fall into bed at like Gosh. maybe half plus 10, 11. Yeah. That's my day tomorrow. Exhausted. Just think about it.
0: Yeah. That's I'm, a very long day. I'm incredibly exhausted for you um, as well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of really like really cool initiatives that you've got sort of going on yeah. as well, like coming up um, as yeah. well,
2: is there Compare the Market. What's that one about? so um because it's Black History Month I'm doing a lot of keynote speaking Mm -hmm. um and event hosting so basically lots of companies are celebrating Black History Month by getting speakers like myself to talk to them about Black Mm. History Month um Mm. so I'll literally just be talking to them about um, what Black History Month is, the history of it, a bit about myself, my story, my work life, my journey, um, a little bit but not too much because Black History Month I think has to be about celebrating black culture, yeah. it's not diversity and inclusion month, so I'll talk a little bit about allyship and having good conversations but that's mm-hmm. not going to be the centre piece of, but there'll be a little bit of that in there. And then um, talk a little bit about Windrush, how that's a huge, important migration event. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, then black culture and some black culture recommendations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of, that will be the the basis of the keynote. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's tomorrow.
0: It'll be That's really exciting,
2: good. actually. Yeah, and then um, there's a little Q and A at
0: the end, so people can ask you questions. And stuff. Oh gosh, I, the Q and A bit was scared me. Honestly, you never know what people are going to ask. <laughs> oh, like
2: and 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 sometimes I did one at Naima school, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, I did a little talk for them about Black History Month, and then uh, there was a QA afterwards, and they had loads of questions. How old are you? Oh, like that. And, not your business. How tall are you? <laughs> and, and, Stand beside How many me. famous people have you met? Like things like that. Like, oh, really bless. good questions. Yeah. And then, but the adults will ask things like, How do you suggest that one becomes a good ally? And then you're like, Jesus Christ, I don't know um why don't you well is like um, google have
0: do, a really good initiative right no. now with their adverts about you know just google oh, yeah, as in, like, yes things. but i
2: mean i mm-hmm. would like to say just google it but i feel like you're paying me a lot of money <laughs> let me make up some long convoluted We're doing yeah about, so <laughs> you know allyship having someone's back but not speaking over them mm-hmm. things like that
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. i think that's probably the part that um, a lot of people really struggle with is like we're talking about me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people find that difficult. But you can empathize without talking over.
2: Yes. And that's a real thing, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. if there's, it, allyship can be difficult, I think, if you don't if you don't understand what it is and why you're doing it. And if mm-hmm. you don't do it properly, you will just end up talking over people. And nobody's here for that, right? Yeah. And, and talking for people. I didn't ask you to speak for me. I asked you to stop talking so I could talk. Hmm.
0: Thank you. How about that? Thank no, you. That. Oh, about that's that. it. That's it. Can I get that? Um, like on a or necklace, a like a t-shirt. Yes. A t-shirt is even yes. louder. Thank you. I'm yes. gonna have
1: yeah, one absolutely. of those little signs in my home. You know, when you walk into like certain homes, like "Love, Live, Life." That's gonna be mine.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I promise shut you. Shut up. <laughs>
0: stop
2: talking, so I can talk. Yeah. And you. that's on me. I had a little we'll laugh. There we go. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's definitely the go. one. Um. So thinking about your career and stuff. So what? would you sort of point out as your key achievements memorable moments uh, yeah let's, let's let's focus on like the super positive the things that young you the super super young you I'm saying young you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, super super young you would have thought like this is not going to happen like this would oh, never God. happen but it happened so, and you found yourself
2: so, in that moment so many things like I never thought I'd be on National TV in the way that has been never mm-hmm. because when when you're in a career and you're at the bottom, you have no way to see how you're going to get to the top, mm-hmm. and it seems so selective for not just because you're black, not just because you're female, but because mm-hmm. of nepotism and you know mm-hmm. who knows who and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's honestly genuinely at some points feels completely impossible. You're like, well, it's never going to happen for me, yeah. um, and then when it does, you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm okay cool what do we do next do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so I think key achievements definitely black hair magazine pride magazine pride Mm -hmm. magazine was my dream job actually and I ended up working there for about uh four or four years or so and I loved it um that was definitely a proud moment what else Mm -hmm. um oh god lots of stuff covering um (laughs) the Black Lives Matter marches in Hyde Park last year was definitely Mm -hmm. um a career high for me um I've interviewed like loads of like bands and um Afrobeats musicians and that's been Mm -hmm. awesome um what else I won an award um yes last year year. so (laughs) that was that was really exciting because you know, I've never won an award. Never won anything in my life. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. People deserved. The, the, yeah. Thank you. So that was super fun. Um, it's just been so many things, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um gosh, wow. And you
0: know what, actually, just from our our perspective, I think we're quite proud of you for, you know, so sort of, like standing front and sitting front, well, standing sitting front and center, you know, like when all these conversations have happened like happened you know there's all that stuff going on with Meghan and Harry and all that stuff and I think just somebody mm. to actually sit there and actually be like strong in their conviction is like something Very much so. really really admirable because a lot of oh, us would be like fun. quaking on yeah. national television <laughs> yeah. trying to get a full
2: sentence <laughs> out <laughs> believe me there's some quaking this <laughs> ends as well and um, but I think for me I always have, I'm, I always like, um, I deal in facts, right? And my partner is always just like, yeah. you're so factual. I'm a journalist, my dear. Love she it. Deal in facts. <laughs> I so love a factual, hon.
0: Yes. Then. You know what
2: I mean? Like, got the receipts. Doing, exactly. We're not dealing in facts. We're not dealing. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to things like, especially Megan and Harry, right? Mm-hmm. when it comes to Meghan markle the vitriol against her is so it's, nonsensical and it's horrible it, and it, it, it personally grates me so much which is Thank why i'm saying will,
0: that yeah i, I don't think people, people get it Megan. me too mm-hmm. you know what people don't understand it and i don't i don't get how they don't understand it yeah, like i don't
2: yeah yeah it feels when, incredibly when people, personal Actually. Incredibly personal. And yeah. when I've had, you know, been on TV and, be, and people have said, and, and radio and people have said, well, how can you say that the, the, co- the coverage or the newspaper stories yeah. against Meghan are racist and misogynistic? And I'm like, because yeah. they are. Yeah. Because you, you're not writing about any white woman the way that you're writing about this black woman. Look, and it. if you put the story side by side, like if Kate ate an avocado, it'd be like Kate is oh. so healthy and looking after a baby. <laughs> yep. And Megan eats an avocado and she basically started World War Three. Yes. Like, I saw, like the, I saw, the, I saw, The nuclear yeah. codes mm-hmm. came out because Megan had an, <laughs> um, a, a, an avocado. That's make it. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's the one conviction that they well, have when reporting
0: um, these things about her. And I just don't understand because it, for me, it, it grates me because I'm like, your mind has had to do all kinds of somersaults twists and turns to come up with this uh, like with this different alternative universe
2: headline for real and and this is the thing is your brain was so fantastical that you managed to do that why don't you use it to cure cancer and say because (laughs) me i don't understand how you've managed to literally create an alternative universe you nailed it it's yeah. an alternative mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Meghan Markle was basically the devil. Mm-hmm. How yeah. how do you have the time? But that's
0: I it. I don't though, get it. When you look at that it like that, if you look at it directly. That's when it is incredibly clear. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misogyny happening there. That it is they hate. Uh, yeah, hate her. Uh, they they don't hate her because
2: of her personality. No. no, they hate her because she's a black woman that's who right. dared yes. to marry into the royal family, mm-hmm. who dared to choose her own life and to dared to use her own voice it's like the audacity you're supposed to be at the bottom of society you're not supposed to be working your way up mm-hmm. like women are not supposed to be in these spaces in these rooms and having the, this influence yeah. and I, I think for me when I when I'm when I'm asked to speak about it, or when I'm asked yeah. to talk about it um I just think to myself what I'm not gonna do is shout I don't believe in screaming and shouting on TV. I don't believe in rising to the bait. I always Mm -hmm. just try and be very, very calm, very, very collected, um, and very, very to the point. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what we're not going to do is let white men speak over us. Mm -mm. Do you find that that when you're faced with
0: that kind Mm -hmm. of, like, person, you know, that, like, whenever I see these kind of debates happening, and I saw, oh God, it was amazing. I don't know if it was in Sky News. I think it was uh Dr. Shola Moss.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> I said that one to
2: my mom. I was like, <laughs> mom, 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 I is need is you to
0: see this. <laughs> like, right now, like, when I see that, and I see the people that are just trying any which way to rebut and whatever, like, rebut basic facts and, like, All that stuff. I'm just so like Mm. filled with awe, basically, because it is. It's like it's, yeah. It's just like admirable to have that level of composure and to state the facts as they are. At somebody who is on purpose trying to rally you up, trying to get you to say the wrong thing, or just trying to get you to be exceptionally like emotional and stuff. I'm just like bravo. I was like just clapping at that Sky News interview. I was like, (laughs) oh
2: my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and had to it, like, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it can be hard though right don't get me yeah. wrong there's been so many times where I've c- like come off air and I've been shaking because I'm so angry mm-hmm. or you know you've literally wanted to cry because you're so mad yeah. Yeah. but what you need to realize is that it's just it's literally just a moment in time mm-hmm. and that if you rise to the bait and become an angry black woman then they mm-hmm. won and mm-hmm. it will never be me it will yeah. never be me
1: but that, it's right. so sad that we have literally been taught by society to not be the angry black woman. Yeah, do you know right? sometimes when I hear like either myself, because I do think about this quite often. I'm sure we all do in mm-hmm. certain situations where you literally just want to let loose the same way any <laughs> yeah. person. Is. like literally, yeah. just let loose. But you are yeah. so scared that you can't because all of a sudden you fall into a stereotype.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's not and even just like, oh, yeah.
1: it's just the stereotype. It's the stereotype. It's the stereotype that yeah. people like literally want to run away from. Oh, yeah, yeah we yeah. don't do this, Black women, because Black women, this, they're loud. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: it's yeah. wild
1: that we even have to tell ourselves. Right. It's true. Keep yourself with, together.
2: Mm, Imagine. It's true. And I'm still, like, you know, still now very mm. conscious of, mm. of, having that that stereotype leveled against me mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i no. never want mm-hmm. to be described as an angry black woman mm-hmm. so you yeah. consciously code switch not code switch and like code switching is a bit different but you consciously make the effort not to be that and it's like yeah. actually yeah. yourself actually yeah. yeah but i'm should be entitled to every single human emotion so guess mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> i'm angry guys guess what it's
0: quite simple so <laughs> would you I'm reckon angry?
2: if yeah. um
0: if we all sort of started, um, being unapologetic in our emotions and our feelings. Do you, do you think that would? How would they take it if we were to sort of put that limiter? Take took that. They limiter. cry. I'm sorry, they would, but they actually cry. They just cry.
2: Yeah. No. They would um, <laughs> have have some sort of like, palpitations. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like sweat. Why shouldn't we be able to be absolutely free? Mm -hmm. In our emotions, to feel Mm -hmm. what it is we want to feel, whether that is anger, whether Mm -hmm. that is sadness, Mm -hmm. whether that is, you know, why can't we be fuming? We've got every right to be fuming, Mm -hmm. you know. Why can't we be angry about the things that people are saying about us Mm -hmm. or others? Why can't we stand up to injustices and be angry about it? We're entitled to angry, our anger Mm -hmm. the same way that anybody else is.
1: As entitled.
2: And you know what else? I also find that is a bit
0: strange that people don't like often consider. Like I also. Ultimately, want to be entitled to mediocrity. Hey!
2: (laughs) <laughs> it. Okay. I want to be entitled to not slay every day. Right. Thank you. Oh. I want to be entitled to not looking that great in my clothes sometimes. Right. I want Thank to be entitled you. to being average. Thank you.
0: Just average. <laughs> you don't have that's to be the it. this, the that, that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we want to, we just want to be at a place where, like, you know what I mean? Susie's gotten out of bed. Like, she's barely functioning. Well done. Like, that's it. Like, that's, that's it. it. You, you're all right. yes.
2: Congratulations. Yes. That's
0: yes. it. You I
2: know? Like, uh, I, <laughs> I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and each other to have this kind of like there should always be, you know, what's your side hustle? And yeah. you know, what do you do after your nine to five? But and I think <laughs> in society we have this thing where we don't want to accept that some people love their nine to five. They love it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they come home and they're with their families That's and good. they love that too. And they're not bothered about. You know, earning six figures or Bitcoin
0: or going
2: into space with Elon Musk. Some (laughs) people just don't want that. And you know what? Sometimes a happy life is a quiet life. life. Hey, God, say it again. That's actually really it. Yeah, it's really it. And I get really annoyed with, like, you know, when people sort of, there's this inference that everybody must strive for more and better all the time. You Mm. You can be perfectly content with where you are now yeah there's mm-hmm. there's really joy in being happy where you are that's mm-hmm. a real mm-hmm. thing yeah you know I but know. with
1: African parents I really hope that <laughs> this is the generation that we stop doing that to kids because we're out here developing mm-hmm. high bp like at mm-hmm. the age of 13 because we want hey. to be doctors by the time we're 20 ah.
2: yes doctors ah. by the time we are 15 years ah. old mm-hmm. like, every can time you imagine, I'm,
1: like honestly every time family comes over i'm always faced with them. so like your list of accomplishments are you considering
2: going back to
1: university and doing something i'm like no no No, i'm considering
2: (laughs) living my best life you know i mean oh but your cousin but your cousin is at home Yeah, i don't care
1: let the cousin (laughs) do what the cousin wants to do Eh? you want education go educate Mm,
2: it could Mm. never be me and and it's it's not it's not even that um it's not even just the education what about the when are you going to get married when are, you know, when are you going to have hmm, babies?
1: When are you girl, going to give me grandchildren? When you are
2: you going to find me a man or a partner who <laughs> is an absolute chief? How about Please. that? Exactly. Like, you go
1: out, you find the person, I'll do everything else you've told me to do. But
2: nobody exactly. wants to have that conversation though. <laughs> no no have one that, ever has that conversation. No, no, they really, really don't. they, I, I they really they're not here for that
0: conversation. Hey, and no. It doesn't
1: even stop there because when the kids are born, you've got second parents. <laughs> hey.
0: So okay, it's a bit of a hey. left-field sort of question, but like, hmm, what would you say was one of the bigger, biggest challenges you've had to overcome like so recently? Mm. Is this like lockdown or what? What what has yeah? What has been that moment that you say, God, what is this?
2: (laughs) How am I getting through this one? Hey, God, for real. Um, I think there's been two. I think two really big challenges over the past few years. The first one was when my father died in 2018 on July the 15th. That was so massively heartbreaking and completely the rug of being pulled out from under me a hundred percent in every which way it was Mm -hmm. completely unexpected and the effect that grief has and continues to have on my life is so much bigger than you think it's going to be Mm -hmm. um so I think that definitely still challenging Mm -hmm. and I think the other was leaving a relationship that wasn't right for me because the person um, didn't want to commit and then when I when I when I look at it grief kept me in that space mm-hmm. fear kept me in that space because grief is so much like fear right yeah and and, and it that and loss it, it, bit exactly and it, it spawns more fear because you fear that everybody else around you is going to die. Everybody else mm-hmm. around you is going to leave right mm-hmm. And so I stayed in a relationship because I didn't want to deal with another loss because I didn't want to. And and also because you project onto that person and you want that person to be everything. You want Mm -hmm. them to fill in that gap and you couldn't do that for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made, and it took me a long time to get to a point where I was able to choose myself over him in that relationship. And for so long, I was choosing him and what he wanted mm-hmm. um, because that was easier than choosing myself. And actually the me that I was choosing wanted things that he was not prepared to give. So therefore, if I'm going right. to choose myself and not choose you, I have to leave. And that's hard mm-hmm. when you've been mm-hmm. in a space for four years, when yeah. you're used to that person and when you don't want to deal with another loss. It's like but say, actually,
0: the fear of loss and all that stuff
2: that comes with it exactly mm-hmm. exactly um, but actually doing that was one of the best decisions of my life mm-hmm. actually like as Beyonce told us definitely found the good in goodbye. and goodbye oh god that life love got me through a lot <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen listen to something she knows she knows yeah um and because I left and was able to choose myself and put myself first in my life Mm-hmm. then I found a relationship that is going to give me everything that I want. Mm-hmm. And it's been transformative in every which way. You know, that's why I'm going away for an extended period and 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 all this kind of stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. it, it, like the power of one decision is mm-hmm. incredible, like yeah. really incredible.
0: So yeah. what would you say, mm-hmm. I mean, feel free to not answer or answer this one, but what do you think that one decision was? Like what was the moment that you think propelled you to, come out or to get through that situation
2: I think it was when I decided to choose myself Mm -hmm. over everybody else and actually over Naima as well I had to choose what was right for me Mm -hmm. and I had to ask I had to say to Afia what is it that you want Afia what is it that you want in your life Mm -hmm. and how are you going to get it you know and if it's x y and z that you want and this person's not doing it you have to choose a version of your life where that's going to happen, and that's not involving staying in this space. Mm-hmm. So it was when I literally said to myself, "You're going to have to choose yourself, love. You're going to have to choose what you want, yeah, and you're going to have to put yourself first over him. You're going mm-hmm. to have to put your needs first, and that's that funny. means stepping out. Um, and yeah. and it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. And I think yeah I think for me that was that was the moment when I chose me over everybody else and then Mm. it sort of all fell into place
0: yeah I think a lot of people struggle with that putting myself first
2: without Mm -hmm. feeling selfish Mm -hmm. yeah but I also think I think that comes with age Mm. I think um I mean lots of people tell me oh as you get to 40 you know you're start to think differently, you'll have a bit of a revolution. I was like, me, really? But it so happened. <laughs> it so happened. And I'm like the stereotypical life begins at 40. Like for honestly, mm-hmm. it's never been so accurate. But there's a certain confidence that comes with age. Yeah. And I think that confidence is what was what gave me the confidence essentially to mm-hmm. be able to say I am more important than anybody else in my life.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's honestly that's so um that is inspirational it <laughs> really is. Not, like it, it sounds so ridiculous but I think sometimes people do need to hear like you've got to choose yourself and you've got to yeah. like, prioritize yourself and your feelings absolutely mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't people mean people
2: it don't. yeah and it's not in an airy fairy, fairy California let's all you know yeah <laughs>
0: <that> <laughs> I went on kind of a journey it's, of self-discovery yeah. Yeah. I found myself ah, well, right. yeah
2: it's, 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 it's actual fact like it's fine you have to choose yourself you have got to put yourself first yeah and choose your happiness over anybody else's yeah Mm. you have got to do it Mm. and when you do that it's transformative yeah Yeah.
0: i mean like i i feel like i'm sort of getting to that sort of stage where i'm starting to see the me like you Susie. you've got to make xyz decision to get to Mm -hmm wherever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to go and sometimes Mm -hmm. that means you gotta choose yourself
2: yeah yeah and it's a process like you've got you it's it's not something that you know you can just do instantly it's a process you've got to get there um but it's 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 very important that you do it's yeah fundamental Mm. that you do
1: I'm still working on it (laughs) I'm not gonna (laughs) lie
2: no i get, You'll susie, get like virtually calling me up being
1: like Sir shirley what do you want to do i don't know susie
2: <laughs> think about <And> it that, <laughs> but it's okay it's actually okay not to know that's fine that's all yeah. right yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's part of the process right knowing that you don't know okay then yeah. let me think about it and let me let me let it marinate yes
1: yeah yes so you're so absolutely, absolutely right i it's think i am spot. i am the I am definitely at the marination point because I'm like, because I'll find myself in impactful situations where I'm like, hmm, should I have let that situation happen? Or did I just let it happen because, hey, it'll make everyone happy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nine times but out of then- 10, it's the latter yeah but then what did you learn as long as you learn something as long as you learn something Mm. from anything like I don't believe in wasted time I don't believe Mm any you know you're right that you waste your time doing anything because that time would have passed whether you did that thing or not so time is not wasted um and I think as long as you can learn right Mm -hmm. what did we learn I always say that to Nene you know after she's She's broken something or fallen over. What did we learn, love? We mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jump off the bed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Put, Put the there cushion you go. down first. <laughs> yes,
2: that's all. Learn the lesson. It's fine. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Okay. I think it's something that's definitely worth reinforcing and worth like sharing with people. Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. people maybe even need that permission to choose themselves oh definitely like, yeah so defo guys like if you're listening to this and you're really d- on that thing whatever it is you know just think like you said what did you learn from the last time and yeah. what yeah. choose yourself always yeah. absolutely have to have um to. so yes yeah, so i guess we could sort of talk about any future projects that you've got coming up and if there's anything you want to call attention to.
2: Oh gosh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, so I'm working on this made in Ghana uh, mm-hmm. project. So we're doing like a an expo in London next year, and um, which is all about supporting Ghanaian talent and tourism products and services. So we've got that coming up um, in March next year. And um, other than that, just like working on lots of TV stuff. So I'll be popping up on the usual BBCs and STVs and What programmes could we catch radio. you on? Um, yes, please. Seven days on uh, BBC One Scotland, not every week, I think I'm next on, uh, can't remember, when. <laughs> I'm not sure, when. <laughs> at some point, in November. You know the time guys, <laughs> there we go, um, and then Shireen on BBC Scotland, I'm doing that on the 20th, mm-hmm. hold on, I think it's the 30th of uh, October, yes, I'll be on there then, um, Sky News as well. I'll be back on there at the end of October. I think that's the same day, actually. Mm. Um, that's a busy morning, yes. Um, so <laughs> doing that, um, and then I'll be working in Ghana for a bit. So hopefully, be on TV there to no be confirmed way. to watch this space. And, yeah, it's exciting times. Um, yeah. So mainly that's the things that I'm working on. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. and a black Scott of the week.
2: Oh, mm. a never <laughs> thought of the Could we week. want to shout out, yes. Yeah. Can I shout out my brother? Is that totally yeah. random? Absolutely. Yes, He's absolutely can. 100% not famous. Yes. Um, <laughs> but he is absolutely awesome so he lives in cardiff now um, and he came through last night for my birthday and it was really really nice to see him and he just started working at the millennium center mm-hmm. which is this huge art center in cardiff and mm-hmm. um, delivering um arts programs they have like dream girls on next year they've got sister act and um, oh. play at the moment called the, the boy with the two hearts Um, Mm -hmm. written by these two afghan brothers just gorgeous so he's going to be doing some amazing work in that art center and he's worked in arts for a long time we used to work at the bfi and at the bbc in glasgow um and i just think he's just going to make some really amazing impactful programming Mm -hmm. at the millennium center in cardiff which is what we need so yes i'm going to shout out my brother is the black week. oh could we have i love that yeah his
0: name is kofi nice to meet you Kofi and uh oh, yeah. we're looking forward to your exhibitions or so, anybody who's out in that area go have a look um, and well. yeah um okay cool so I guess the last bit that we usually do is impart onto the listeners um what they've been binge watching or just what 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 has got you in a vice like grip oh, on tv my. 12. Who got you smiling like that? <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> you on Netflix? Oh, oh my it's good, out, good. isn't it? Oh, my it's, it's out, God. But God. I,
1: anxiety, high blood pressure, everything, all
2: of it, all, all, of, all of it. it. <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs>
1: this well, man is mad.
2: Hey, she—he is mad or she? Actually, no, mad.
1: yo, no, no, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> she's worse. I should challenge. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
2: Thank you. I
1: just saw oh, today that it's out. Mm -hmm. No, she's Mm -hmm. pepper
2: soup, that one Hey, Hey, that one As for you, you you're on your own Um, (laughs) So I'm on episode four When When I say I'm obsessed I've actually got it queued up start really? watching it yeah. yeah when I finish talking to you guys because it's yes it's, it's and it's just the whole thing is mental <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end of at the end of last episode I was like are you joking me uh. I, was, I was like I can't even watch this because you've just you've just annoyed me so much but look, <laughs> you're a mentalist it's and so good see mm-hmm. the season they is it living
0: up done... to the hype has it has it exceeded guess, every expectations so far?
2: 10 minutes yes it's ahead. building on season two Mm-hmm. i don't even know where can you go from it and i know they've renewed it from season four but where are we where are we going from today? yeah come they, on we, Joe, where we have, you gonna, have they renewed it for season four yeah they renewed. what, so what renewed. else what yeah. else can we get what my sister this is exactly why watching this i'm one. Said, sorry hey, where but are we going from I mean, here? like see
1: i'm on episode nine and there might I'm, be a flash for the
0: kid grows up right
1: Mm-hmm. That's what that's if that time. kid grows up, Yazi, yeah, like this if. life is too hard, <laughs> <laughs> too <laughs> hard, too <laughs> hard for you. Wow, have you started?
0: No, I haven't started it. I literally like okay, just before this recording. I saw an article somewhere on Reddit and I was like oh I should come off this because I need to watch this actually. I didn't think it wasn't gonna be out until the end of October like some spooky Halloween Netflix drop. No. That's my bad. So um, I'm actually gonna go watch it like after this recording. I'm gonna go start it because the people will spoil it. Yeah no I, I will do it first. Yeah, you will. Don't know that. <laughs> she I will. She will spoil it. I will. It. will, I will. It. <laughs> it's
1: not my fault you didn't watch Avengers Endgame. Like <laughs> you blame me at the fact that it took you five months to watch it
0: it took more than five months to watch avengers endgame and shirley was like Susie, it's been out for almost a
2: year now do you do you know i'm gonna confess to you i didn't watch avengers endgame until this year let me tell Hmm? you why Hmm? let me tell you wait 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 (laughs) (laughs) my daughter got into marvel so what we did was we watched every single marvel film in the third and fourth universe we watched it not in the order they came out in the Mm -hmm. order Um, the chronological Uh order so we yeah so we watched them (gasps) so basically it would take us all the way through the universe to where we are now Mm um uh, but then obviously we've also watched Sanxi since then and Black Widow which would have fitted in at different points anyway we're very obsessive and so I hadn't watched any of those event- not one of those Avengers movies can you imagine um, but I'd watched yeah. Iron Man and like all the other ones so uh-huh. yeah I watched Avengers Endgame I was like this movie is incredible it oh, is so a good.
0: phenomenal film oh, guys, I was
2: not ready mean, for period. I was not ready for that at all why? I was mm-hmm. sat gripping in this- I left I- the <laughs> cinema <laughs> a mess
1: as you can imagine everybody else in that cinema there was like obviously a couple of people in the cinema that were like ew why are you crying and then there's the rest <laughs> of us that are in the Toilet with red eyes, red nose is like. <sighs> like,
2: just
1: don't you know It
2: was just a lot. I was it not was a lot. that. It was really like, cool. like
1: I'm not gonna lie to you. But there was a scene where, like, all the women were, you know, they were doing the, the yes movie. when they were like, like
0: having a power, beating that. You,
1: guy you <laughs> know that feeling when the blood all rushes literally from like your toes right from to your neck to your head. And you just want to scream. Every inch of your body wants to like rip out, but you're like, no, keep it together. It's just a film. For yeah real.
0: no I'm a sucker oh, yeah. for teamwork I don't know what it is <laughs> 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 the fact That's that everybody had each other's backs and they knew exactly <laughs> what their competencies were exactly. <laughs> and we love that a well-functioning team right here, oh, no. here in my eye um <laughs> so you are obsessed with um you um you yes um, Shirley Netflix. what are you on to
1: I mean, aside from you, which is clearly all I've been doing, um, I, I've actually been watching quite a few things recently. I've had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I I started watching Star Trek: Next Generation, which hmm. random. Nineteen
2: ninety
1: three <laughs> was a really wild time in life. woo, woo birth year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like wow, I'm, old. I'm watching like the first episodes, being like, great, let's keep going, like just keep really? going none of it it like it makes sense but it doesn't make sense like the yeah. humor is mm. slightly yeah. off
2: yeah, yeah. Mm. and only that it's
1: like mm. the graphics are absolutely terrible
2: but the yeah. story line, yeah.
1: the storyline is just it's compelling i can't yeah. i can talking- bring myself to start. are you
2: sure sorry
1: <laughs> are you sure which one is it picard no it's literally next generation which one is, one is it that? next
0: Who's the captain in that one? Oh,
1: sorry. Yes, it is Picard. I thought you were asking me if it was Picard. Like, the oh, show. no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, it is weird. It's like, it's very theatrical, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Wow. For me, like,
1: the last episode I just, like, <laughs>
0: the last episode I
1: just watched, they landed on uh ice. What I can only describe as, like, a human planet, well, human-like planet, and um, everybody on the planet is basically naked basically basically everything every every everything is very skimpy the men are wearing um (laughs) what I can describe as linens um to cover their crotches and the women are wearing you know these sleep onesies that you wear for sexy time
2: yeah okay yeah those ones
1: (laughs) and that's the whole planet and basically the whole (laughs) the whole concept of the oh god I can't even say it without feeling embarrassed uh-huh. The whole concept of it. I'm
2: episode, embarrassed I'm like, for you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, they're like, yeah, and then there's Can't a scene where around. the girl goes up to a guy and he's like, "So, like, can you teach me a game of how to play?" And nah. I'm like. No, like this the- isn't it for seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> At all. This just At isn't all it. Like, That's really and like, early, yeah. And like, the, the next scene is people kissing, and there's a whole mm-hmm.
0: situation. Which mm-hmm. that like, is the next generation, you know, like
2: a bit of a situation. My, 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 my sister, I think you should uh start watching that one. Yeah, yeah I don't
1: life. know if Netflix got parental right one, guidance. Honest, is
2: definitely advised. Needed. I
1: don't know what Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart was doing in his days, but I'm not <laughs> part of that. Because bro, well, I speak. <laughs> but other than yeah. that, I've also been watching Blood and Water. Um, but it's what? a South African show. It's quite good. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. It's about well, it's like a teenage kind of drama about these kids um in private school. You know, South African private schools. Mm-hmm. <clears> oh, and the ones there. Um, they. I think one of them has like an adopted sister, or the sister went missing, or something like that. Still figuring out. I think like, I've
2: seen this. Is this on yeah.
1: Netflix? Yes, it
2: is. Yes, I think I've seen it advertised so, on there. I so might
1: have looked. Two is out, so I thought I may as well just get one and two bashed out all together. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. It's a bit childish, okay. but it's, right. it's good. Like, as what can you expect? To be honest, it is a teen drama, but it's very good for a teen drama.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm
1: gonna have a look at that one. Yeah. What about you, sis? What have you been?
0: Um, well, I've been down nostalgia lane, apparently. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch on... Um, wow. And yeah, the, like, the, the original one. Old one. Yeah, Melissa no Joan Hart. And I forgot oh. how hilarious this TV show was. Like, some of the fourth wall breaks are, like, they're just so funny. And Salem mm-hmm. Cat, like, the voice actor for that that cat is just on point a voice like, actor for a cat yeah like honestly <laughs> there's something to just have in the background that you're not mm-hmm. really paying attention to but that gives you like good vibes like like good old 90s vibes mm-hmm. and that like that's nothing, the one nothing terrible going on in the world there's no social media and all that <laughs> stuff Go and not want to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch like so I've been um re-watching that um I've been trying to like get myself into like documentary mode just try and like Catch some documentaries, but I think I'm actually really struggling. I think winter makes it difficult to like to
2: I think you've got to be in the right mood for it. I think the last documentary I watched was the, um the Tina Turner one on Sky, oh. which was absolutely incredible. But I think yeah, documentaries you've got to be mm. in a certain headspace for that, yeah. and that yeah, I'm not in true. it. I'm in the headspace for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for
0: the, you. Documentary. It's when you realise, obviously, documentaries it's real life, and then you're like, oh. That's
1: what I mean. It's so depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> we oh. Well, you're, they're out here talking about statistics of like number of people dead. You're nope. like, I don't need that nope. trigger. No no Come on, no guys. Thanks.
2: No, I just want to see <laughs> two mental people in a mental marriage. There you go. <laughs> so, for myself.
0: Um, yeah, so I guess that brings us to the, the end of the episode. Um, Any parting words um from yourself, Afia? Um, no, it's been fun talking to you guys. Choose okay. yourselves eventually. Yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think that is the lesson always make sure to choose yourself 100 yeah.
2: 100
0: and where can we find you on social media
2: you can find me at afia the scott a-f-u-a-t-h-e s-c-o-t s-c-o-t yes have i got to spell that right s-c-o-t <laughs> yes, laura on instagram and twitter all views are my own
0: yay i I love that we always (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) all views are definitely our own (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so thank you for giving this episode a listen and if you want to get in touch with shirley and i you can find us at black scott pods and on instagram Mm. and twitter and the likes and at suzy moanza and shirley
1: you always make me do this. I don't want to yeah, do it. I just like
0: embarrassing me for free. Okay,
1: guys, um, <clears throat> you can find me on socials, uh, um, thickness Prime on Twitter.
2: <laughs> Sorry, what was that?
1: <laughs> My Twitter
2: name is still Thickmas Prime, guys. Yeah, it's I think that, it's
1: please. a beautiful name. No, I'm gonna. Ho- <laughs> I, you know what? Starting from today, I'm taking that with chest, guys. At thickness Prime Twitter, I'm the funniest human being you'll meet. <laughs> <laughs> and my instagram is <laughs> underscore shirley mcpherson underscore
0: awesome great yeah. and we shall see you all um next time for the next episode thank you for listening bye